This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, the game? What's up on a Wednesday? It is the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt here just a little bit late. We're here. Thank you, 25 of you waiting on the chat. Appreciate it. We, we appreciate it. Sports Grid TV replay every night after the Pat McAfee show. Audio wherever you get your audio podcasts at Boston versus the book. Dubsy Wednesday. FedEx Cup, Dave. Dubsy Wednesday. On location, Dubsy Wednesday. How are we this day? Um, I'm good. I'm catching up. I've been I've been up since the crack ass of dawn and <laughs> got the car. That's good. Got the uh, dentist appointment in, had everything scheduled. The problem is I don't have a real good calendar organization thing going on right now. First week of school started. <laughs> I find all this shit out last night. Like, you got all this stuff tomorrow morning. I'm like, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> like, a, like, like six hours notice as I'm falling asleep. You know, you got a busy morning. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Show starts at 10. I got to be home for the show. Well, you know, they'll wait for you. They don't wait. <laughs> Thank you guys for waiting. I appreciate they did it. Wait. The brigade did wait today. Thank so you. we're going to Dubsy here. Normally we get them at 1030. We're going to be here in about 10 minutes, do a little FedEx Cup, little live golf conversation. Talk a bit about what's going on over there. I do want to start the show with one thing, though. So yesterday you started the show with Diaz's intro music. Yes. Did you see what Felix Bautista is doing now for no. his intro music? No. Does this, do you know this? Hold on. Yo! Yo! Hey, yo! Do you know what that is? Uh, Did you watch The Wire? Yeah. Omar's whistle is Felix Bautista's new intro music. It's pretty good. Which is one of the best intros I've seen. I saw it this morning and I was like, oh my God. How has no closer for the Baltimore Orioles, given the history of that show with the wire and the connection to the Orioles, six foot eight, 103 mile per hour flamethrower. Do you know what the Orioles' record is over the last month compared to the American League East? The best record in baseball. It is. It's it's borderline stunning. And I'm wrong. And I was wrong because I said they waved the white flag. They're 23 and 8 since July 3rd. Yeah. So the Yankees, the Yankees are 13, or sorry, are 13 and 19 since July 3rd. Yeah. Orioles are seven games better than anyone else in the division. That's the Blue Jays at 16 and 15 right now. They're a half a game from the postseason right now. They ain't going away, man. <laughs> what is they going the, on? They got the belief. They, 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 I mean, 
sending Mancini was a was a good organizational move, right? But keeping them wouldn't have changed anything. I, they're playing to win. They're playing to get in the playoffs. It's going to mess everything up if they get. In the oh my gosh! Can you? I mean, it's they're fun. I'm in. Let's go. I love it. It's a crazy story to watch that team with how young they are with their arms. They come back last night. They win six, five. I had the run line at plus one and a half. I didn't yeah. need it. Manoa got five. Yeah. Got pulled after the rain delay, which kind of bailed me out a little bit. Cause he may have gotten to six and burned that parlay, but he, you know, he didn't, he got to five and yeah. we were good on the under with that. And then, I mean, the Yankees and the Mariners last night, Dave played a 13 inning baseball game and it ended one, nothing. I'm not gonna lie, I fell asleep. Heck right. yeah. Who the hell was I mean? I was taping. I, it, was, was late. it was late. It was late. I fell asleep. I had I saw the highlights though. I watched I rewatched the end. I mean, there was three opportunities to, you know, end the game, go ahead, all this stuff, double plays. He's running. Oof. Ridiculous. Yeah, like ridiculous stuff. It was uh it was incredible. I was a re- I mean, it's a really good baseball game. Fun game. Yeah. Mariners, man. One nothing victory at home. Send the home crowd off happy. Yankees got to look at themselves in the mirror a little bit, though. That was a game they should have had. Is baseball or hockey better? Zero zero game. More entertaining to watch because football's not an option. A zero zero football game is horrific. I think hockey's and better. Hockey's good. I mean, I think hockey's better. I think a zero zero playoff game is better for baseball because of the drama and the stakes. But zero zero hockey is on the edge of your seat, every shot, every shift, yeah. every save. Like, it's just like, you're holding your breath. Every time the puck gets chucked at the net, it's like, uh Oh, in baseball, it's a little bit more heightened now because of the stupid ghost runner rule, but it's still <laughs> the ghost runner rule. So, uh, it, it's either way. It's why I love those sports. Like a defensive football game is good, but there has to be something happening. Like right. there has 10, 10 good defensive. Okay. You know, you feel like you can break through, but a, a zero, zero baseball game or a zero, zero hockey game can be as exciting. I would argue more exciting than a eight, seven game. Oh baseball. yeah. I would agree with that. Give oh me yeah. That every I mean, time. Red Sox Braves last night was nine, seven. I think the how many Yankees, damn lead changes was in that game? I mean, like I didn't have I'm, I had the Braves, but like it wasn't much, but like enough to give you that. We hit, we hit everything yesterday. We hit oh, everything. Perfect. Braves, day. Braves perfect money day. line, Braves run line. Only thing Braves, we missed was the yes in the first inning in the yeah, Yankee game. The Yerfy game. I mean, we 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 missed That's that. It. But but I mean, I'm, I mean, my bets I missed too. But I mean, like what we were talking about, what we were breaking down, the bets we talked about, we added to the show. I mean, props.com story of the day, Braves run line cashed. Bet prep goes now 11 and two on the prop bet of the day. Last 13, he hit two yesterday. Not one, he hit two. He's now 12 and two over the last 14 plays for bet prep with our prop bet of the day. Strikeout props have been absolutely money for bet prep. And then we had the Braves. We had the Morton six in, in more K's Braves money line oh, at plus 144. Yep. That, that yep. cashed. Braves yep. plus 105, that catch. Or if you did the rate, the Braves money line, sorry, Braves run line and the Morton 6Ks, that was plus 190. You right. cash that. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, we had it nailed yesterday. It was it's a pretty good day for us. So we'll try to keep it rolling here 
with more picks coming later in the I program. Hope so. I went on MLB, told, gave them all those. Beautiful. I didn't even get a thank you. I mean, just send a thank you, please, somebody, please, <laughs> somebody, I mean, somebody played your place. I hope, Wall. You. I hope it sounded like on, you know, gambling Twitter, everybody played the props plays yesterday. Oh, it's a lot of, okay, it's very popular. Uh, one quick thing before Dubsy comes in, I'm guessing you did not watch Hard Knocks, right? Last night I did not. Now, I like okay. to watch it all to, in conjunction. I don't okay. like the whole weekly. Going to give you a little bit of a hat tip for this. Because yeah. you have been in on the Lions. Yeah. I know every year we tend to over-exaggerate and analyze hard knocks. Oh, God. Hold on. It was interesting to watch Dan Campbell's staff. I mean, Deuce Staley and the defensive coordinator last night going back and forth, jawing at each other. The way Aiden Hutchinson has come in, his family, by the way, might be the most attractive family I've ever seen in my life. Like, it is ridiculous. The Hutchinsons, that's really? gene, like elite genes in that wow. family. Really? The mom, the sisters, the dad. Hutchinson's a good-looking dude. I mean, they. it's it's like – I thought Zach Wilson's family might be, like, one of the better-looking families I've seen for football. Hutchinson's really? are, like, all tens. Like that's everyone's good. a really? ten. Yeah, it's crazy. Every guy, girl, woman in that family is a 10. It's unfair how how, how attractive that family is. And now he's got a $23 million signing bonus. And then he sings Billy Jean. Team goes bonkers. And Campbell's up there quoting Metallica lyrics. He's up here talking about why he's hired all of these former players to come in and and, and coach because they understand the grind. I don't know. There's there's something interesting going on there. there. There's something... The team's talent might not be all that high, but Campbell learned from Sean Payton, and I think there might be something there. I may be wrong. You may be right. Lions may be live for a real, really difficult out this year. Telling you, you could see it. You could see it last year the way they were competing. Mm. They got to learn how to win together. Yeah, doesn't mean they will. I'm glad to hear that it's entertaining because I got to be honest. The last few years of Hard Knocks have not been entertaining. Not at all. Uh-uh, it's they've been it's, bad, it's, been boring. And, but they're bringing back, I think they're allowing some more, I want to say controversial things, but they're allowing the players to be a bit more themselves. And this is really what Dan Campbell is really preaching to his team, that he wants his team to be themselves at all times. I mean, Campbell, on the first day of up-downs for conditioning, Campbell did it with his team. He did 50 up-downs. He did it with his team. Like, when your coach does it, I've, I do that with the kids when I would – run sprints and stuff with us said, listen, 50 years old. If I beat you, there's a problem. Yeah. Like, you know, I used to, I used to try to push them and motivate them that way. And I would beat them and we would do it together. And I mean, this is, this is a good lesson for, for us doing the shows and all this right. stuff. Like we're doing the work, mm-hmm. you know, if the, if the guy back and this is with us, he'll do it with us. Otherwise he's just another owner. That's just like, you know, I mean, a coach. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a way to relate to today's players and a way to relate to people in general. Look, I mean, he's himself. Yeah. Dan Campbell's himself was from day one, got clowned for it. People made fun of it. Yeah. Other people embraced it. Now get behind the curtain with something like this. I hope it translates on the field. It's still Jared Goff. It's- That's Still Jared Goff. That's, a, <laughs> that's, that's still the problem. Is that's, Jared Goff. That's real. But, I mean, 
Yeah, you it's know? a real question for them. But Jamal Williams gave a huge impassioned speech where he was crying. It was amazing, like watching him talking to his teammates about how hard they're working and why these things have to be done properly every time. And like, I know every NFL team has this. You don't get to the NFL unless you're an elite player, elite coach, best of the best of the best. And so you're competing with all these players. And the whole idea of hard knock is to showcase the NFL. I get it. It's all propaganda and it's all PR. But you start to look at the way that the players are interacting with their coaches and you start looking at the relationships that they've got and you're going, okay, this is a business, but the way you make teams is by getting them all to buy in. And it's not about the dollars anymore. It's about the guy next to you to the left and the guy next to you to your your right. And the best teams that do that are the ones in the NFL that win that tight 14-13 football game. You know, they make one more play. They make one more decision that's right for them to win close and hard-fought football games. And look, the Lions last year were a better stream. They were great ATS. Everyone thought they were going to get blown out every game. They didn't. They played hard. They were in a lot of tight games, and they lost a bunch of tight games. But I, I think they maybe it can get frustrating. But if you're right, if they learn how to win, if they learn how to close out those tight games, okay. Let's see. They think Hutchinson, by the way, is the real deal. They, and I know everyone's going to say that about the number two pick in the draft, but they, they think they've got a real hometown marketable winner of a football player in Aiden Hutchinson. They better. Mm. They took him there. They better think that. But jury will be out on him. You know, he's got a whole year to figure it out. I think, I don't think the pressure's on him that he has to come in and get double digit sacks and all that other stuff. He just has to be himself and be an impactful player. Yeah. And they're building a culture there. Um, I, I was high on them before and looking at their stuff and looking at their schedule before, because of the division, mm-hmm. not sold that Minnesota is just going to take a new coach and just be good. And I'm not sold that the bears have fixed whatever was ailing them mm-hmm. in you know, they're going to be good. Like somebody has to be second in the division. I still think Green Bay is going to be very good because of Rodgers. They have the most stability. They lost, you know, our new, the Raiders new number one receiver. They lost him, but Rodgers has been through this before. He's yeah. I mean, Brady's gone to Super Bowls with players. You've been like, who? Like, exactly. He's going to elevate every player. Rodgers is going to elevate no matter who's out there with him. Rodgers will elevate that player. That's what he does. But and Jared, and Jared Goff goes the other way. So it's, you know, that's part of the problem <laughs> with Jared mm. Goff. There's not a lot of growth there. Mm. Or, hey, I'm going to throw a guy open. Or I'm going to, I understand this play, this read. I'm going to make a special play. That's not really Jared Goff's thing. He's more of a game manager. Right. Trying not to make the big mistake. They're going to run the ball. They've got a good, decent offensive line. They've got good running backs. Run the ball and play defense. I mean, kind of how Dan Campbell was. You know, hard-nosed guy. You know, ferocious competitor but wants to well, he, the whole bite your kneecap thing like he keeps on preaching preaching grit like this is their thing like grit is what they're going to be all about this season so i mean that means they're going to play a lot of tight hard football games low scoring football games and in that division that's not bad considering who you're going up against other than green bay's right. offense yeah. your defense might be good enough to keep you in there let's let's hope so and i mean just for their sake i hope they come out Straight up winners on a other side of a couple games that they straight up losers, you know. What last if the time. Lions became the team that broke the streak for for franchises on hard knocks to not make the playoffs? 
it's like going on double digits this year. Be incredible. Awesome. If, if, if that's the team, the laughing stuck of the league, the biggest joke right now, it used to be the Bucks, no longer. Now it's the Lions as the biggest laughing stock in the NFL. And they're the ones that go on hard knocks and snap the streak of teams that go on not hard knocks and miss the playoffs. Do you remember when Dallas was on hard knocks and which like one Terrell, really? four times Terrell Owens? Oh yeah. The first time. Yeah. People came in and bet them. Like, oh, I'm sure it's PR over, yeah. over and over. And they always bet the Cowboys anyway. Yeah. But when T.O. was on the beach and he did the beauty shot at the beach behind him and like, cause they're out in Thousand Oaks. Right. Whatever. Cali. Yep. Um, that was really the first time that I remember it being so impactful mm -hmm. in the book. And I was like, man, this is going to be, end up being the biggest fade. This is going to be one of those things. And like everyone in the, in the risk room would, that was watching it, it's been so unwatchable the last couple of years that literally I watched them all together in mm. a week or two, like, you know, string three episodes together, bag them out and be done. But now I've seen the clips this morning. It looked like it was pretty good. Um, you so need a team that's going to be willing. And I think Dan Campbell now after episode one, we can kind of agree on that. We, we can, we, we saw this, the teams that are really nervous about how the public's going to perceive them. You get yeah. a very boring, very, clean storyline the ones that are more comfortable of like look we're we are who we are we don't really care that's who we are here shoot whatever you want film whatever you want we're good and that's kind of what dan campbell's been about he's like look if you're distracted by cameras you got problems you're in the nfl you can't be distracted <laughs> by cameras cameras are everywhere so who cares if they're taking pictures? Who cares if they're going to be in there? And maybe episode one will be different than the rest of them. And episode one was really good. And we'll see the rest of them. But I I liked it. I, I thought it was actually a really nice behind the scenes look into how that franchise is trying to change itself and change its culture. And, you know, trying to put themselves back into a legitimate football organization conversation because they've been the laughingstock of the league. <laughs> so Maybe they got a decent head coach. I don't know. I like the staff though. The staff is really interesting. Randall L is on that staff. Like he's a he's a wide receivers coach. Mark Brunell is the quarterback coach. They've got guys. If you grew up watching football in the nineties, you know, the entire coaching staff, <laughs> all of them, every, every coach played in the nineties and you know, them all, if you played, if you watched football in the nineties, you're like, Oh my God, this is, this whole staff is like a, a who's who of guys who played in the nineties. It's going to go one of two ways it's going to go really good or it's going to go really bad like i think i don't i don't think there's really any in between i would agree with that again i'm hoping it's it, it goes the positive way i just i love the transparency i love the realness i love the openness and i love the i don't give a fuck attitude that they have we're going to be us it's going to work or it's not we're going to go down trying it our way this is this is our show mm. here we go we got you our guys you said it earlier, and it was actually mentioned in the show in the episode last night. Dan Campbell got the job because he's Dan Campbell, not because of anything else other than he's Dan Campbell. Yeah. Because his resumes, I mean, he coached under some good ones. He was in Miami, he was in Green Bay, he was with some good coaches. He had guys around him who knew who have you know, Sean Payton really taught him a lot with New Orleans. We played underneath Sean Payton, coached underneath Sean Payton. So he had some really good tutors. But like, there's not some like long track record of what Dan Campbell has done in the NFL. He's nope. like a guy who spent 10 years as an offensive coordinator or 10 years as a defensive coordinator, had a top 10 defense for five years or whatever. 
there is no resume for Dan Campbell, really. It's just he's Dan Campbell. <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> it's kind of neat that that's how he got the job. I mean, he, he had to interview good. Oh, yeah, right. He had to interview good. He said, "Listen, I'm going to come in. I'm going to do this. Give me three, four years. It's either going to work or it's not. And then I'm going to do something else. I'm going to go back to being an offensive line coach. Like it's it's uh, it's refreshing." Like mm. I, I, for me, I'm watching it. I saw it. I remember watching the, the opening press conference and how many, you know, traditional media people like clowned them. Like they literally right. chirped them. Like, oh, this guy's eating kneecaps and all this other stuff. It was a bad line, though. That was a dumb line. It, he, it's he, him, he, though. He, I know, but he walked into that himself. A self-inflicted wound on that. But yes, I know what you're saying. It's him being himself. He could care less what anybody else says or thinks He's the about coach. the way. Yeah, he, he doesn't can care. Say whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care at all. And he's out there. I mean, I like if they make the playoffs this year. Oh, my. Oh, I mean, Dan Campbell is coach of the year. If you start to believe through watching this and then the, the results dictate something happens, you think they're they're live to make the playoffs. You can bet that you could take your shot on him getting coach of the year. I mean, what's going to take it to win coach of the year? It's, it Make the playoffs. NFC. Minimum. NFC coach of the year? I don't know. There's just one coach of the year. That coach one, of the year is so hard to year. win, too. But, it's really, but like it's often where you start and where you finish. Right. But it's, also, it's also the team that has the best season. So if the if the Bills go 13-4, and four, McDermott's winning it. So... You know, it just it, oftentimes they go. I, it pisses me off. I hate that. So often, the team with the best record, the coach gets coach of the year versus the best job of taking a team and doing That's a true. ton with, with 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 you know. If you start at three and you make your team an eight, the guy who started at eight made his team a ten. The ten coach often wins coach of the year, and that frustrates me because I'm like, he didn't do as good of a job as the guy who had three and brought his team up to eight. Look at the improvement. So that is maybe one reason why Dan Campbell wouldn't win it if somebody goes like McDermott with the Bills has an elite season in the regular season. But right, I, I mean, their schedule is not that bad. We already did it, but I mean, yeah. they those first five games of Philadelphia, Washington, at Minnesota, home for Seattle, and at New England for the Lions. Their bye week is early in week six. I, I'll be really curious what their record is out of the gate in those first five games. Because everyone loves Philadelphia. And if they can beat Philly in week one, that would be a message. Because Washington and at Minnesota and home for Seattle, those three games are there. Patriot fan base and Patriot media already flipping out. Everyone's betting the Giants tomorrow night. You know, they're all concerned. They don't understand the system. The play calls are too confusing. Mac Jones is going through growing pains. Just like, shut up. I mean, it's so amazing. The myopic ridiculousness is why I love being away from right now. They're desperate. The Red Sox suck. Kevin Durant's not a Celtic. The Bruins are going through a major transitional period. And now they're talking about the Patriots being bad. It's like, you know, guys, like, I, it's amazing. You, you would think the, you would think the franchise didn't have the greatest coach of all time and didn't win six championships. You would think that they they'd never won anything in their lives with the way they're panicking over this already. Like, but the offensive line, they, they can't protect Mac and they can't. It's like, all right, guys, relax. Giants it's, are garbage. It, it's every year. 
Yeah. Every year. It really people is. do this every year. Like this is, this, is, this is you crazy people in New England, Boston. Like Flip out. I say it about the people in Chicago too. But they're real you though. Love, you you right. hate the team <laughs> or do you love the team when they're good, but you love it more when they're bad. Gives you more shit to complain and talk about. 100%. It's unbelievable. It is New England puritism at its finest. Oh. It's the safe, it's a self-loathing, self-hatred that goes on in that part of the country when it comes to sports. It's why their sports talk radio is the most popular in the entire country, though, because people love to listen to other people bitch. And they whine and they whine. You know, Bostonians talk about how tough they we all are, like how like, oh, yeah. like hardened we are. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of babies. Bunch of babies. A constant worry war. I get it from my brothers all the time. Oh, oh. It, oh they suck. What a bunch of bums. Screw oh. these people. Oh. It's just they need something to complain about. It's ridiculous. Can we play a game, please? Can you let Mac Jones play a game, please? Because if he's good come week six and they're four and two. Are you going to be like, oh, I was so wrong. I'm so sorry. I should never have said what they I said in August. They never say that. Never say that. It's, oh, but I was right because of the offensive line. They've won in spite. This is my favorite line in the Boston media. They've won in spite of whomever, like in spite of Mac oh, Jones or in spite of oh, the offensive line. <laughs> the hockey team always wins in spite of the goalie. Yes. In spite, oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah, Tuka yeah, couldn't yeah. get it done. They're winning despite yeah. Tuka Rask or they're right. winning yeah, because yeah, Chris yeah. Red Sox oh, are winning because Chris Sale can't stay healthy in spite of Chris Sale, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's such a bunch of nonsense up in that part of the country. But I, I mean, all, I'll be all, very- all week, I, I, I keep doing, you know, the disclaimer, these views are only by Matt Peralt and yeah. not expressed of the show or the BVB, <laughs> but that take right there, 100% endorsed by myself and the show Bostonia versus the book from Good. Matt Peralt. Good. continue bashing Boston, sir. I'm enjoying it's it. It's just the crying. It's it's it's, it's frustrating. Giants are, are it's one and a half, either Giants or the Patriots. But I've seen numerous people say bet the Giants tomorrow night to beat the Patriots. Oh, like, yeah. Preseason you know, game. Giants. What are we doing? You, yeah, but you bet against the Patriots every preseason game, don't you? You, you do? You're supposed to. Really? Yeah. They Why? They stink in the preseason. Bill hasn't cared about a preseason game. That's true. In, uh, at least a decade, maybe That's 20, true. 20 years. So we'll talk about the totals later in the show, but they're 33 and a half and 31 and a half. Football's back. Enjoy <laughs> that. All you people with this football bullshit. <laughs> enjoy that. 33 and a half and 31 and a half. Ugh. All right. Dubsy's having some issues with his phone. So we'll see if we can get him in here. He's, he's on site. Uh, at the FedEx playoffs. So we'll see if we can grab him in a second. If we can't, we'll move off of him. But um, just real quick, the NFL has come out. Roger Goodell last night came out and said they are seeking a one year suspension for Deshaun Watson. Did you see the soundbite? I read the soundbite. I didn't see the soundbite. All right. Why? Because I don't know how it read, but him doing the soundbite in a circle full of reporters holding microphones up. I wanted to see what your impression of it was. What was Did your you impression of, of the of the quote? I think it's the league trying to do a PR for when it comes down. He gets 10 games and they can say, hey, we wanted a full year and we didn't. It wasn't our call. That's how that's I think it's, that's what I think is going to go down. I mean, I, I if he gets a year, this is going to federal court. This is going to be I, I think just like Tom Brady, where Brady was given the four game suspension. 
He could have gone the Supreme Court and he basically just said, look, I'm going to play the majority of the games. I'm pissed off. I fought in a while. I'll serve the four games, whatever. I think Watson's going to come to that if it comes down. If it's a full year, he's going all the way to the courts. He's going to take it all the way down. If he can play six games, seven games, I think he may just accept it and say, fine. If they tell him it's a full year, shut the fuck up and you can play next year and we'll promote it, would he do it? No. He can't, right, because of the Players Association, and we're trying to set the precedent for the thing that's well, off the, the mark. Like and not that, They're not going to tell him that. He would have sat for his two, own best interest. Correct, but we would have sat for two full seasons. It's a long him time. Playing fucking four games this year isn't going to matter. It's not going to matter to that, whatever. Well, like, he, okay, three we have to make this go away. Oh, that's Somebody yeah. has to just make it stop. Yeah. And if they appeal it, it's not going to stop. It's only going to open up more. And get worse. And yeah. get uh, way I worse. I agree. Yeah, so it's at some be point, somebody has to just tap somebody and say, we have to, we have to go for a year. Yeah. You can't go do what you did and say, then use the thing. Well, your, your policy says you can only punish me six games. Mm-hmm. Nobody did what you did. Mm. You got to serve the time. You did the crime, serve the time. Yeah, well, and, and it'll and, go away. I mean, his angle is he already did. He said he already served a year, but he was paid. That's the difference. Exactly. So, I mean, but not playing is not playing. And so, I, I again, I, I think that they're going to come to a compromise again. The, you know, Susan L. Robinson gave him six games. The league wants a year. I think we're going to wind up in the middle and then everybody can just move on. And, and, and watch football and he'll be back, right. you know, come November, whatever, like late November, he'll be back and he'll start playing football again. And just, you know, the league just really wants to be seen. If Cleveland is out of it. Does he play? Yes. hundred percent. Cause if they're in it, he definitely plays. Oh yeah. I think he's out of it. He plays. I think he just plays because you give him, you give the fan base next year's hope. You know, if he comes in, if, if they're, if he misses 12 games and they're two and 10 and you know, and they win plays. and they win three of the last five games. They go three right. and two. The hype's there. People will start jumping up and down. Here comes Watson. We got him for year two anyway. Like you can see it play out pretty easily. They'll have the number one pick in the draft potentially, and they'll be right there. But wow. I, mean, I mean, it's interesting that Kareem Hunt wants out and the team is like, we don't care. You're playing. We're not trading you and you're staying here and we don't really care what you say. You can go while you want. Sit out as much as you want, but we're not doing that. So the, you know, the Browns have to feel like they're drinking out of a fire hose right now with the PR stuff they got coming at them and all the storylines that are flying around with Cleveland. So I am a little worried about what they're going to look like early in the season. They've been distracted a lot here in the summer. We said it the day that Baker got traded to Carolina. I know I said it. I hope he wins a starting job and I hope he whoops up on that ass in week one. Are they talking him? Are they talking him up right now in Carolina? Baker is getting. They're talking all about Baker, and they're saying very impressed with his ability to pick the offense up really fast. Work ethic. Last one to leave. First one in. You know. Let's see. We'll talk more football here. Just boys in a chatter, ready for Dubsy Wednesday. Right. Man, let's this is good bring stuff. 
our boy in from the FedEx first round on location. Propsgolf.com's host, Dubsy. What is up, buddy? Boys, boys, boys. I'm I'm having a bad morning. I didn't even know Memphis wasn't on the same East Coast time. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I've still got another hour We're here. One thirty is gonna be ten thirty for the lads. It's not the case. Memphis is only two hours ahead, boys. I'm having an absolute shocker. I think it's still some of the beers in me from last night down there on Beale Street. Memphis, I mean, you, you've you've got my heart, you've got my lunch money, but boys, what a golf time we have out here this week. I, I'm struggling to keep afloat here, lads. Country doesn't travel too well anymore. Phenomenal. Yes. Get Central time zone, Eastern time zone, mountain time zone. We have four time zones here in this country. There's four. Uh, so no, I, I, I try to call Lynn to test the show. And then, you know, I, I've got to clear all the beer bottles up from the back of me. It's, it's just been a disaster, boys. But that's how my week's doing. The FedEx Cup playoffs are here, baby. Look, I, I was down there on Beale Street last night. I go, I've got to go and see what all the hype's about. I'm sitting there at the bar, and sure enough, a Kiwi is sitting next to me at the bar. I'm like, mate, what are you doing? Apparently, it's Elvis Presley week. And he's telling me he's the best Elvis Presley impersonator in Australasia, which is between New Zealand and Australia. I'm like, mate, how, how hard would that be? I've never met an Elvis in person. He didn't like that. But, hey, he's a Kiwi. He can suck it. That's how I've been doing, boys. I was out at the golf course yesterday. Fantastic. All the boys getting ready. Uh, yeah. Cameron Smith, that was the big talking point yesterday Oof, in uh, was, press conferences. That's the first question I was going to ask you about. All right, there's a lawsuit, and and, and the live guys are getting sued or, or they're blocked from competing this week for this thing. Cam Smith just looks like he's going. They asked him, and he did this. He's gone. Yeah. It was the weirdest, yeah. uncomfortable like, yeah. weird, like thing. What the hell is going on, Dubsy, down there this week? Uh, I tell you what, boys, it's really awkward. And yesterday, he comes into uh, the media center. The alarm goes off for storm warnings. There's lightning. He's like, no, no, I want to do the press conference. He gets up there. He only sticks around for four minutes. He knew these questions were coming. And yes, he is absolutely going to be bouncing from the PGA Tour. Otherwise, he would say, no, I'm very happy with the tour. I'm not going anywhere. Just like Roy McIlroy, JT, Scotty Scheffler. He would just squash it from the get-go. So I think uh, Cameron Smith will join, but he'll wait until after the President's Cup. So he'll still play the playoffs here play the President's Cup, which means a lot for the Aussies, and then you'll go to live golf. And for me, that's going to be one of the ones that actually hurts, boys, because I look at all these other live golfers. Not many of them have been in form the last 12 months. And Cameron Smith, he is one of the best golfers in the world right now. He's coming off that win at the Open Championship. He won the players earlier this year. He's got such a high ceiling for me. If he's not playing a lot of golf anymore next year, what, only 14 events? I think that's going to decline. I think that's pretty sad, guys. I mean, you know, are they okay with the fact that maybe they won't play in majors again? You know, for a guy like Cameron Smith, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, for Brooksy and DJ, they're a little bit older. But for Cam Smith, it'll be disappointing to see him go, boys, for sure. Cam Smith yesterday, I'm kind of curious your read on this because clearly – one of his fellow Aussies leaked this to the press. We knew that Greg Norman yeah. wanted to have a Australian team for the live golf tour. And so this is going to be camp Smith. He's going to be the captain. I think of that, of that four man team that they're going to bring in. It leaks out. He, he's going to get paid a lot of money. He's going after the FedEx cup this year. He st- stood there and was like, I'm here to talk about golf only, but like, it's weird that I'm curious back at home. How is he perceived? Because like from here in America, like, he, he has a mullet. 
He is in the stuffiest of stuffy sports, all bunch of conservative <laughs> yeah. people, top yeah. button guys, very much stuck. And he's got these flow in his locks. He's, he's rocking all these sports cars. He's putting on social media. Now he's driving Lambos and Ferraris and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He looks like the villain from a movie where it's like the guy's <laughs> doing Coke in the bathroom constantly and coming yeah. out, out of high school. What's the perception of him back home? That he's the uh, the love child love child of Joe Dirt and Kenny Powers, but uh, no, look, he's he's really he's really likable. Uh, Cam Smith, what's not to like, right? He is the typical Aussie battler. He's grown up really humble beginnings. Um, he's you know, grown to a well well renowned golfer now. But uh, yeah, everyone likes Cameron Smith. Well, wouldn't you? It's a guy you'd love to have a beer with. Chew the fat. He loves a couple of cold ones. Uh, whenever I've had run-ins with him, nothing but uh, the utmost respect. Uh, he'll make the time for you. So. Yeah, Cam Smith, uh, that, that's going to be a shock, boys. Dobbsy, this week you're down in Memphis, players down in Memphis, and I know in the book we always used to be like, all right, the FedEx Cup, like the first couple of years, like what the hell is this? Like what do we yeah. do? How do you yeah, bet yeah. this? How do you book this? Explain to the people basically this is the first of like three weeks, right, yeah. that, that they're headed towards an ending where somebody wins this FedEx Cup in a nice bag. There's a cut this week, right? There's no cut yep. the next two weeks. Just kind of explain yeah. the format of what people can expect this week before they go listen to the props show with you and place their bets for the weekend. Yeah, and boys, you've got to be watching props golf. I mean, you are missing out on life if you're not watching props golf twice weekly, baby. We also catch up after 36 or 6 of the last Eight-hour ride winners. I'm walking in, man, boss. That's how good my week's going, boys. But uh, look, the FedEx Cup playoffs, three events. This is going to kickstart us. As you touched on, Sharapin, sneaky good golf knowledge coming from the old sportsbook conciliary. We like to see this. This is our last full field event, 125 players. And this is our last chance for a good value play. Maybe maybe a little, a little, a little plus money, Peach, baby, a little trippy, digi. Send me the Bahamas. Next week, it's the BMW. Only 70 golfers. And then the Tour Championship at Eastlake. 30 golfers for that one play for $18 million. So look, everyone's talking about live, but there's a lot of money up for grabs moving into the FedEx Cup lives. We've got to get a little chalky, guys. Uh, the big names generally come to the top of the boards for these next three events. We don't like that. But again, this may be our last chance to back a significant value play uh, this week. And if you're looking for a name, I was out in the golf course yesterday with Sahith Degala. Everyone knows Dubsy hypes up Sahith Degala. I'm good mates <laughs> with the caddy, Carl Smith. He looked fantastic. I asked him because I absolutely love this golf course. When a golfer looks good out there and he tells me he likes the golf course and he's at 110 to 1 and he's had a couple of near misses on the tour this season, keep an eye on that one. So he's the gather in the outright market. Interesting. You know, when Dave goes to the baseball events, I often ask him, like, did you ever think you'd be getting a media pass to go sit at Dodger Stadium? Did you ever think you would be going to the All-Star game and covering the All-Star game and doing the things he's doing now that he's on our side? of the aisle for you being a former caddy. I, I saw the question that you asked Scotty Scheffler in the, in the press conference the other day, w what's it like for you to be on this side of the aisle, to be <laughs> in, in that room with a microphone in your hand, talking to people that you used to be working with on the PGA tour. Yeah. It's, it's really weird boys. Like I found myself walking around the golf course for two hours. Yes. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't have to scope out pin placements or look <laughs> at the undulation around the greens, but I just absolutely love doing it. I, I love being out there. A few days before the tournament. Once we get to Thursday, I've got no interest in sticking around because I want to get out on the golf course. I want to take a look at the greens, the way they're setting the course up. But now it's fantastic. And of course, on, on this side of the fence, if you, I want to ask questions which give people 
information that maybe they wouldn't hear from some of these guys, whether it be about their golf game or maybe Scotty Scheffler away from the golf course? You know, what, what do you like to do uh, and give us an insight to their personal life and get to know these guys a little bit? Because I think that's what missing out from the PGA Tour. We know maybe the top 10 of golfers, your Scotties, your JT's, your but I want to talk about Tom Kim who won last Sunday. I want to show, you know, put, put a, a limelight on some of these other guys because they are interesting characters, but you wouldn't know it. And no one's having fun out there, boys. You know, I go and talk to some of the golfers, the caddies, everyone's so stiff. And you, you see some of the journos in the press. And it's the exact same questions every golfer that comes up. And, and, and how's your short game coming into this one? Are you confident? Are you sneaking under the radar? Boring, boys. Either give me some new information or let's have a bit of fun. Because anyone can present, hey, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Boring, boys. But, yeah, fantastic to get back out to the golf course. Uh, for me, boys, uh, you know, kid in a candy store. If you will, a couple of things I did take on for the golf course. It's a really long track for a par 70. The rough's really thick. Again, we're getting chalky, but go towards the good drivers of the golf ball. You need serious distance if you want to contend for this one late on Sunday afternoon. And most of my picks this week for props golf are themed around that as well. Tubbsy, last one for me before we let you go and get back to the course and whatever it is you're going to do. We called Wednesdays here on the BVB, you know, Dubsy Wednesday. We know it's leg day because you're always trying yeah. to get them calves up to me and P. Ralt's <laughs> level, but you know you can't. <laughs> the hell are you going to do the rest of the week? I mean, if you got to hide the beer bottles, you've only been there one day. <laughs> what is in store for you for the rest of the week? Is Memphis ready for what's coming this Dubsy hurricane? Let me let me just make something real clear here. Oh my! Oh no! Oh! You bet you they are. Dudgy's gonna be at the press center this afternoon with his shirt or no shirt. It doesn't matter, Sheriff Penn. I'm walking oh, in Memphis. No. It's Elvis week, and it's the start of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Bring it on, boys! <laughs> the first ever shirt ripoff. Hulk Hogan, topless male. Who needs cars on? BVB. I'm not even asking. I'm not even asking anything else. That's it. Everything's blowing up. That's that's Boys, a, I, that's a send off. I, I would get up and walk away. But we don't want to see that either. <laughs> no. Have a lovely week, boys. It's no. the FedEx Cup playoffs. Let's go and back a couple of fatties. Props golf. Have yourself a Wednesday. Shout out to the brigade. The brigade made me do this. Made me do this. Oh no. Have a week, gentlemen. Take care, my friend. Be safe. Oh. What? A walk off. Oh, there's the moment. Oh, that's the moment of the show so far. Bam. Dubsy's got some traps. He's got some like old school 1990 football player stuff going on. He's got some. He's he, ripped. He got some. Got some lifting going on. Oh, that was phenomenal. Hopefully, you guys in the chat enjoyed that because that was <laughs> on Sports Grid. I don't know how cool that is with you guys, but there you go. <laughs> One of their got, guys, too. One of your guys ripping his shirt off. <laughs> We're on at 11 o'clock every night. That's true. You're yeah. not watching it. That's We're true. We're good to go. Topless? That's true. Topless males. First time, first topless person ever on the Bostonian versus the book. Can't wait took to us, get that thing clipped. <laughs> took us, what, uh, nine months to get to our first topless <laughs> <laughs> on this show. <laughs> <laughs> to have his shirt be ripped off. Listen, oh all these people are doing shows and what the you know we're doing the parlays and the this and the that. <laughs> you ain't getting this. I'm just saying you ain't getting this. <laughs> You're not getting topless, Dubsy. Oh man, Beale Street. Have you ever gone to Beale Street in Memphis? 
Never been to Memphis. Never been to Tennessee ever. It is such a fun time, man. Beale Street is awesome. I'm a big fan of Memphis. I like dry rub barbecue a lot. So it's just, I mean, amazing Memphis drive up barbecues up and down Beale Street. BB Kings is a really cool spot. You can go in there, but it's, you know, there's Broadway in Nashville. Are you there for a football game? I was, well, I lived in Huntsville, so I was in Memphis a ton. I would, I, I bet a tunica all the time. That's Wait, where we'd go. How again. far away is that from Huntsville? Um, Three and a half hours, four hours, somewhere in that range. Really? Somewhere. Yeah, I think so. To Tunica. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe less, maybe two and a half. I can't remember, but I used to go over it all the time. I mean, that's yeah. where I watched the Tuck Roll. I watched Brady and the Tuck Roll game. That's where Tunica. that story was. You were in Memphis, Tennessee? Tunica, which is right, it's right south. So Memphis, Tunica is literally across the border. So it's like Council Bluffs with Omaha. It's like, you know, Memphis has um, so gambling Tunica's in Tunica. In Tennessee or in Alabama? Mississippi. Tunica's in Mississippi. Yeah. Memphis is in Tennessee. Correct. Right above it. Got on the geography. Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee. Oh. Tennessee's long. Covers both right. Alabama and right. Mississippi. So right. Memphis is all the way in the west in the in the western part of the state. Right. So right. all the way over. Memphis is right on the border. So basically, like people live in, Mem- in Mississippi and go to so Memphis. When you went to Huntsville, you went through Tennessee. Kind of. Like, you just go straight. I forget how how the highway went west, but okay. I, forget, I forget which highway you'd take over to go over there. But that's where, if you were going to go gamble, the closest casinos other than or six hours south to go down to Biloxi, or you go to the you go to Mississippi and you, you go to the, the northern part to Tunica, Mississippi. So that's where I would gamble. That's why Mississippi had sports betting so quickly because they've had gambling forever. That, that's been a, a big got place. Casinos. I got to get down there. A lot of the, a lot of the guys I know that. Um, do some stuff. So like the Peabody hotel uh, is like if Kendall would flip out, like the Peabody hotel is so fun. So they train their ducks. They have a duck parade. The ducks live on top of the roof. Okay. And, and two times a day, the ducks take the elevator down to the main floor. Okay. They walk, they walk on a red carpet with people all on either side with like flags being held. And they go to this big indoor uh, water fountain that's where they stay for the day at like nine o'clock in the morning. And then at 5 PM, they all come out, they all walk, they walk back down into the elevator and they go back up to where they sleep at night on top of the hotel. It is the smallest, oldest, most expensive hotel I've ever stayed in. It's like 500 a night in the rooms or the size of a closet, but you go there because it's the Peabody hotel. It's the most famous hotel in Memphis and everybody wants to be part of the Peabody. Five. Hundred a night? Yeah, it's so expensive. It's super expensive. It's an unbelievable place to live. To stay though, great location, super old, but the ducks are the thing. Everybody wants to see the ducks, so you have all duck memorabilia and T-shirts and hats and everything else with the Peabody ducks. What are the chances that the Peabody ducks come up today with our schedule of the day? <laughs> oh, that's right. There we go. Oregon well, ducks. I mean, seriously, good job. There we go. Seriously, what is nice there? We go. Oregon Ducks is our team of the day for the schedule. How about that? Yep. So that Memphis is a. I am a huge fan of Memphis. Gigantic fan of traveling. Graceland's really cool. You can go check out that. You got Elvis's plane that's there, and the the. the is out. it a Grizzlies town yet? <sighs> well, I wasn't there really for when last time I went. The Grizzlies really were just the beginning. We're not even there yet. Probably. I mean, they're still a Kentucky town. I mean, Calipari did so much. For Memphis basketball, I was there when Cal was the coach for Memphis. 
So that's really smart said just in the chat. We have to get Dave to Tunica. Listen, get us to Tunica. We'll come Tunica's do the ball. show down there. That's what we'll come. Yeah. We'll, we'll go to the show. Really right fun. There. The only problem with Tunica is the like, like again, this may have changed, but when I was going there, Tunica's casinos are really far apart. So like, it's like a drive to get to either one. So it's not convenient to like bounce from casino to property to property. Listen, that's the reality of life in most places. We don't have the strip right anywhere else. That's one of the benefits of us. You literally can walk from place to place to place to place. Yeah. And it's a two and a half mile drive. If you go from one end to the other without traffic, you can do it in eight minutes. Right. The rest of the United States, Spread out. casinos are far apart. <laughs> yeah. They should be far apart. Why would you want them together? Make it easier. Make it more convenient. Have like a gambling center. For drinking, it's not really fun to get into a car or a cab or an Uber and having to go another around. Reference to the drinking, I'm seriously getting worried about. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying, just talking no, I'm about saying. another night of drinking. Your, I didn't drink last night. I was first good. day of school today. Yeah. School night last night. As long as, as long as he keeps his shirt on, we know that yeah. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> shirt is on. Shirt is on for sure on that. But I mean, look, I, I just I'm just saying, like if you're if you're going to Tunica, Tunica, that place, I would go to Tunica to drink. I drank heavily in Tunica often. And so you would have to drive but around. You stayed overnight. Yes, most times. Yes, sometimes I we we do the drive over, the one day drive over, and go gamble all day, and then drive back at night. Sometimes we would do that, but most often right. we were staying over. And most, you know, if I was going to Memphis, going to Tunica, would you just drive back to Memphis? So you would have to drive back. But Tunica is a it, you would like Tunica a lot. I think you probably see references to many, many other places around the country. Um, but decent food cool places, good gambling. That was the place I learned how to play single deck blackjack by myself uh-huh. early in the morning. And the advantages that you get from doing that. Did, does Vegas have single deck blackjack anymore? Yes. They do? I haven't yes. seen it in forever. But that was downtown, my... Some downtown places have it. Suncoast has it. Do they? I buy yourself mono a mono, you versus the dealer, single deck blackjack. You liked it? Oh, I freaking loved it. I killed. I would go. Mm. Tunica was the place I would go and do it. And it right. was just, I was really good at it. And it was just because I'm not smart enough to count two decks or four decks. Correct. And, but I can count right. one deck. Right. Yes. <laughs> you just go with the probability of like, okay, seeing three aces. Chances but are you, you only play by yourself. Um, early in the I would put early in the morning by myself, one v one, or if, right. if a buddy was with me, it was two v one, so we could have a conversation, right. and talk about what right. to do. But it was never right. I never played a shoe single deck. No, that's too tough. Somebody just popped in. Santiago Garza just said my nephew works at the Tunica Golf Course. Oh, listen to good the golfing show. down there. Really good, good golf, golf course. Good golfing down there. It's, yeah. it's so humid. Everything's green. Mm. It's unbelievable. Everything grows. It's like uh, I mean. I've had, I have had, I have a really amazing large soft spot for that part of the country. New Orleans is one of my favorite places in the world. I like Tunica a lot. Oxford is so fun for football. Starkville is, it's okay for football, but it's good enough compared to what it is. Starkville's middle of nowhere, but that's fun. Alabama, obviously with us with Auburn in in Alabama and Birmingham and Huntsville. And it's just, it's, the, the people who who haven't gone down to the south really don't know how fun that part of the country really is for sports. It's a yeah. really cool, cool place, and the food is phenomenal. And I, Tennessee, Nashville, and Memphis are both two of the most underrated cities in the country. So Memphis going there for the FedEx is really smart. I mean, it's a brilliant place to go, and it's 
a lot of fun. Plus you could just go to Tunica. They can stay in Memphis, watch the golf tournament, go gamble all night, <laughs> turn right. around, come back, watch right. the golf tournament, go back, go gamble all night. So it gives you a lot of fun things to do in, in, in that part of the country. So, uh, two quick, just quick things. Cause we'll, we'll talk five, nothing by the way, in the bottom of the third <sighs> inning today already. How about Moral that? Finish. They just, they were minus three thirty to close today. The Mets just, well, they're on the run. They're on the, it was, it was yeah. minus three sixty. For Walker against Zooch. Yeah. Who is Zooch for the Reds today? Who is that? <laughs> what happens in August and September as you start to see the names of the rundowns of the pitchers? That's a very common question today in risk rooms all over the country. <laughs> Who, is, Who Zooch? is Zooch? How do you even say Zooch? Z E U. Yeah, Zeech, Z-E-U-C-H. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a new one. You start minus to, 360. Yeah. <laughs> you, start was, to, you start to look at like minor league statistics and all this shit and go, ah, fuck it, 350. See if anybody bets it. <laughs> Ain't nobody knows who he is. Who's going to bet him? Nobody's yep. going to bet him. 350. That's it. That's how you make the – people ask, how do you make the lines? That's how you yes. make the lines. August and September baseball games between really good teams and teams that start a guy named Zooch today that's how you do it um all right we'll skip the football and go right to baseball uh cortez versus ray today after a 13 inning affair last night east coast team west coast team but i mean that's a late night for both these guys cortez against ray today cortez road favorite minus 120 yeah about the whole mariners it's crazy to say even against the best pitcher the best for the pitcher Mariners. for the Mariners and the Yankees are still favored because they're the Yankees. I like the Mariners game one. I like the Mariners game two. I would have to like the Mariners game three plus money. I uh, would only bet them. I would bet under again. Ooh. Just this is, this is, this is more playoff type baseball. Mm-hmm. The problem, how you get beat here on the over. Somebody. Judge. Gives up a couple early, and they mm. leave them in today. They're not the, the, the 13 innings. They used a lot of pitchers yesterday. Right. This is one of those ones where they, they look at each one of these guys and say, You're going six today. Don't matter how many you give up. You know, Yankees are leaving. They're on a road. I didn't even look yet where the Mariners go next, but mm-hmm. um, that's where you get beat. But I, I, I think it's one of those, another playoff type game. Mariners are so I've not bet this, but I'm close to betting this. I, I, I want to get your read on this. So we faded Otto last week when he pitched. This dude is a gas can for offenses. Verlander is minus 320. Yeah. Run line, though, is minus 136. Yep. Can you stomach it? Yep. Yeah. I went on MLB yesterday and said to play the Mets run line. And they tried to change the line on me and say, oh, you want the two and a half even money? I'm like, no, 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 no. I want one and a half. And they're like, well, it's minus 145. I said, so what? I'm good with that. <laughs> Same thing with the Astros here. I'm good with it. Um, I'd rather do that than lay $3 or 295 or 305 I mean, it's it's all over the place right now. Mm-hmm. Two nine, it's, it's all what's below circa $3. Now? Circa's circa down to 280 No, but what's the run line? It was 136 before the show. Let's see. Run line is 136 still. Okay, hasn't moved. Good. Glenn Otto for uh, the Texas Rangers has lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight starts. 
two to one, nine, seven, four, three, six, two, 14, seven, two to one, four, three, six, four. The reason why Circa is 136, which is significantly lower than FanDuel, which is one, minus 152 on the run line, is because this dude loses by one run a lot. And so yeah. I think Circa's concerned about the about the run line for the Rangers and the parallelograms and Robinsons, like you're talking about, will come in and take the plus 120, plus 130. They always do. They, I That's guarantee the they had the Reds yesterday, plus all that plus money. They had a, it's, it's an autoplay. They play it all the time. Didn't work out for them on the Reds yesterday. They'll come back on it today with, uh, they probably already did on the Reds, plus a run and a half, plus right money. Now. <laughs> yeah, they're down six nothing now in the third inning. But you can get them, uh, plus seven and a half at minus 136 if you want them right now. Well, plus seven and a half. <laughs> It's a football number, ain't it? Everybody's getting ready for football. For to put football plus seven and a half. Inning. What are we yeah. doing? <laughs> Try to get somebody to bet the Reds because I bet is Zoich still in the game? Zooch? Uh, He's probably out of the game. Let's see. Is Zooch still pitching? Um, yep. He's still in. boy. Two and Rare. a third. Six earned runs. Three Ks, two walks. He's no, another run. Uh, oh, no, not six. Sorry. That was an out. Sorry. So it's one. They scored two, three, and one in the first three innings. And this dude, TJ Zuch, is just going to wear it. Just wear gonna it, make baby. Him go. He's 0-2 with a 6.66 Z- ERA. He's Last time he right started. what he's pitched. Six <laughs> ERA. <laughs> he pitched. <laughs> <laughs> he pitched last time on June 17th against the Yankees gave when three innings gave up three runs two earned in an eight, four loss before that April 18th. This dude pitches uh, once every two months. <laughs> mm. He's a former Cardinal. So there you go. 27 year old, six foot seven righty. who's getting lit up by the Mets right now. It's just part of the program. It's just sometimes they give you the ball and say, you got to pitch. What's the Mets? They're the best team in baseball. You want to pitch or not? Here you go. Stay out there. Have yeah, fun. Yeah, get lit up. Come in after the second inning, man. It's five earned after two. Get back out there. Let's go. Any value on the first five run line versus the game run line? <sighs> Verlander, Otto. Best bullpen in baseball for the A's, or for, for the Astros rather. So it's not too big of a concern if you go seven, the bullpen's got to come in. But I would argue there's more value on the dog in the shorter period of time. Interesting. Okay. You know, even I with auto in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by would, the way, if I you're would. a home run, if, if you're a home run prop person, auto yeah. has given up at least one home run and four straight starts. So oh, you got to pick two guys on Houston. Yeah, if you're a home run prop guy, you got to feel pretty good about right. Altuve ball. and somebody. Although Altuve yeah. hit one yesterday, go back to back. Wow, SoCal or BetSmart US just pitched a BVB Friday show during football from the MGM book at Tunica, and then we'll play Ooh. Tunica National and party all weekend. Bam! Ooh. Sign me up. <laughs> In. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Pick a weekend. Love- I would love to go back. I would, I would be phenomenal. I'll get TJ from Tuscaloosa to come on over. I'll get my boys in the South to come on over. What's find a weekend where Bama's playing at Mississippi state. Let's go to Starkville or, or does Bama play? Which where, let me see. Where's Alabama play out at Starkville or at Ole Miss this year? Hold on. Uh, because the Grove is something you need to see, Dave. I definitely have been told that I got a guy uh, named 
Bama oh, Mafia. Shoot, they play. Oh, there we go. Ole Miss, November 12th. Bets, bet US, November 12th, that weekend. Get that done. Bama Ole Miss. Bama at Ole Miss. Oh, man. Alabama. Bama Mafia picks. Uh, I mean, it's... He, he, it's This all happened as well. We'll get this all it's, we, we have... Alabama played there two years ago, and Bama gave up, what, 55 points, right? They gave up last two years ago to, to Kiffin's team on the road at Starkville. I'm sorry, at, at Oxford. Have we done was, Old Miss yet? We haven't done Old no. Miss yet, have we? No. I think the final score, I mean, oh, by the way, I've got a story for you off the air about Lane Kiffin that you're going to laugh your ass off out. That guy's having a ball. <laughs> Do you know he's divorced now? I didn't know that. Can't believe he was married. Oh, he's, he's, oh, his wife was whew, very attractive, but he's a single coach in Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, Oxford, Oxford has produced the most Miss Americas of anybody, any city in the entire country. <laughs> and he's a Lane Giffen is what single. What was the guy's that? name that was Co- Coach Ed? Oh, Coach O. Oh, Coach O. Oh, yeah. Coach O had some fun too there. Uh-huh. Coach O lived it up down in L- Now they got LSU. Lane Giffen living it up. SEC football, baby. SEC football. <laughs> Different world down there. Definitely means more. Oh, there's no debating that. But Ooh. Alabama at Ole Miss to go to the Grove. Man, I mean, you want to talk about a weekend in November to make that happen. That's a that's a bucket list thing. I mean, the Grove is <laughs> it has to be seen to believe. Like you just as a Big Ten guy, you will walk around with your eyes going, What am I watching at the moment? From a variety of reasons, not just the scenery from a female perspective, but the scenery, just the chandeliers, the unbelievable pregame that that they use real China when they go ahead and tailgate. Like it's wacko. They dress up in like literally what you go to for a wedding. Everyone's just the nines. I love the Grove. Oh, I love Oxford. I love that town. Oh, sounds like we're going to have to go. Alabama at Ole Miss with Bama fans coming in. Give me an RV. Let me relive my 20s. Holy mother. Throwback to everything. Go get Dan Bach and go get TJ. He just said <laughs> I was with Lane at the Roosters in Knoxville the night he left the bar and wrecked his Lexus. Oh, my. So he knows the stories. <laughs> I got my guy called called me and told me that he was having conversations with the with the with the former AD and like the stories I was being told. I was like, this is not actually really happening. He said, yes, this is actually really happening with Lane Kiffin. Lane is having an absolute ball in Oxford, Mississippi, right now. Damn, can't even make this up. It's all real. It's all real. So yes, you want to make that happen? Sign me up, Alabama. I'll pay whatever I got to pay to get into that game for Alabama Ole Miss. What's the line on that game? Bama minus ten. Got to be at least 10, right? Yeah. Bama 10? 10? November 12th? November, November 12th, yep. Alabama at Ole Miss. It's better, too, because I, I don't like Starkville very much. It's okay. It's a tough stadium. The cowbells are annoying as hell. Wow. What's the line? The opener was 17 and a half. Ooh, boy. Yep. Because Bama's going there pissed off. One their for, ass, aren't they? Former former assistant coach Saban always kills them. Two, they gave up so many points the last time they went there. You know that Saban's going to be chirping all day long, all week long at that defense. And then you've got Bryce Young to go and throw all over that Ole Miss defense, which has lost a bunch oh, of players. God. It's going to be a rough rough year for Ole Miss. It looks like for them. 
you know, Matt Corral, a couple of defensive players in the NFL. <laughs> Could be a tough year for our boy Lane in, in there. All right. Time now for our Omaha Steaks searing hot take of the day. Oh, God. Our guy, Keith Hernandez, with an interesting comment. But first and foremost, you guys are going to go to, to Omaha Steaks and use the promo code BVB. Go check out the All-American Assortment. But they also have something else they want you guys to know about. If by chance you don't like what's on the, the All-American Assortment, they have a thing where you actually can build your own perfect menu. You go and use that promo code BVB. On the page, you can build out your own menu. And by using the code BVB, no matter what you create you will get 12 free Omaha steak burgers just for using the promo code BVB. If you want the All-American assortment, that's 54, 54% off. So it's about 129 bucks, normally over 250 for that. So it's not bad. Go to omahasteaks.com, keyword BVB in the search bar. Your freezer will thank you. You got the end of summer cookouts coming. Go check it out, omahasteaks.com with the keyword BVB. So Keith Hernandez decides... <laughs> Talk about working Philly games as a broadcaster for the New York Mets and SNY saying that he's gone to SNY brass to tell them he does not want to call Philly games anymore. Why over the years and they're hot right now. So I'd like to see them, but as far as fundamentally defensively, the Phillies have always been just not up to it. (laughs) Essentially throwing the entire franchise under the bus Keith Hernandez on the, the broadcast. He wasn't calling, by the way, the Mets and the Phillies. He was call, calling the Mets and the Reds game. And he decides to go ahead and he hates calling games for SNY involving the Philadelphia Phillies. It's so nice to get to a point where you're <laughs> you securing your life <laughs> and your job. Right. Where you can just say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Kind of like I do here. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, this is, but this is an entire fan base of Philly fans who now are going to go, Keith Hernandez, we hate you. He wasn't (laughs) even talking to the Philly fans. He was talking to the Mets fans. Right. But they knew. And what you know, (laughs) if you're aware, like we are, we're talking to everybody. Yep. The myopic ones think they're just talking to, you know, the booth (laughs) and their own fans. He knew what he was doing saying this. So it would be clipped and talked about all over just to rile up the Philly fans. Now I can't wait till the next time the Mets go to Philadelphia. It's going to be phenomenal. The the back and forth between the cities and granted, yeah, San Diego and LA will do it. We don't do it out West. Like we do it back East. No. And this is fun. I love it. I, I, I just, I, I saw it. I've read it this morning when you, when you said the email and I was laughing, I'm like, this was my new favorite, you know, segments <laughs> of the whole day, every day. What, what quote now I got to listen to quotes and I'm going to send you suggestions, but I like not knowing and you sending it to me. I oh. see this one this morning and I just started <laughs> laughing. I can't wait to get to the searing hot take of the day brought to you by Omaha steaks on the BVB. I, I fucking Over love the- it years they're hot right now we'd like to see them but as far as fundamentally defensively the phillies have always been just not up to it (laughs) i hate calling their games i hate watching them fundamentally they stink offensively they stink i don't like watching their games i don't like working their games i told the brass don't schedule me to work games involving the mets and the phillies (laughs) rivals 
divisional rivals, important games. Nah, forget it. I don't want to work it. Oh, good. It's 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 great. It's not too good. It's great. Yeah. Keep me home for the Philly games. I'm going to take off that week or that weekend. I'm not going to Philly. I'm not doing a Philly game. They play 18 times. They play 18 times. They play nine games a year in Philadelphia. And he's like, nope, I'm not playing. Oh, you see what you see what Hernandez is doing. He's asking for an extra week vacation. He's saying, I don't want to do the Philly games. That's three weeks, 18 days. Mm -hmm. That's three weeks vacation. He must only get two. So he throws that out there. See that move? There's always a move behind the move. It's always a just for men commercial waiting somewhere down the line for, for Keith Hernandez to go ahead and work. You know, he, he could go do something with that mustache that he's had since 1982. God, I think never, never same. left. It's the same. Exactly. He looks, he looks the same. It's incredible. My entire life. Like he Guys doesn't, he doesn't there. move. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same as he always has. It's unbelievable. Guy could hit man. He was a great fielder too. God, he scooped everything. Hated him. Still dislike him. Never childhood. childhood. I, I appreciated Matt. what he did, but I didn't. Of course, always rooted against him. That Mets team was fun, though. This Mets team is more likable than the '86 Mets team. Ain't even close. '86 <laughs> Mets team was not likable. Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden and Keith Hernandez and Ray Knight. I love Doc Gooden. I just because okay, I want. But you, just, you knew who he, you knew what he did though. He was just a really bad dude off the. Oh uh, yeah, a lot of problems. Yeah, but I wanted that dude. Like I wanted to be that dude. I just the way he pitched. Oh. I was, you know, I was 15 watching him pitch and just trying. I was trying to pitch. I used to imitate his windup and just watch that curveball and be like, man, this guy's so good. And then, you know, when they got good, they were so cocky. And so, I mean, they Wilson. just, oh, God, did they walk with swag. It was just, it was tough to see. And then when they played the Red Sox, I mean, I, again, it's just ironic because I rooted so hard for that Red Sox team. I heard it so hard. Please yeah. beat these fucking Mets. The Buckner ball crushed you, crushed New England. It crushed me too. <laughs> Not the same though. Not the same, but <laughs> oh, I was against them. What a mess we Do you were. think the Philly guys heard this quote? You think? <laughs> they probably talked about it like 10 minutes after he said it. This thing got cut, clipped, and played. They probably played it on who carries the Philly games in Philadelphia. Uh, Comcast Sports Philly, right? Yeah, who carries? I'm sure Comcast Sports Philadelphia in the post game had it clipped and ready to go, <laughs> and we're firing it. It's like, hey, our, our guy Keith Hernandez, let's give him a good old Philly welcome when he comes back to town next time. Right? <laughs> you know, make sure, make sure he feels welcome next time he comes to Philadelphia. So, Tremendous. all right. Speaking of the Ducks, it's time for the Circa Million schedule of the day. Oregon Ducks is our team of the day. Quite this is being brought to you by Circa Sports and the Survivor Pro Football Contest. Six million payout last year. Back again with another six million on the table. Circa Survivor. Twenty legs during the pro football season. Players cannot. Say, take the same team twice. Entries are $1,000, six entries per player, 10th of September, 2 p.m. deadline. You must be here in Vegas in person. Then go hire a proxy. Footballcontest.com is our preferred proxy on BVB. Who gets a $1 million prize in less standing with Circuit Survivor? It could be you. For full contest rules and details, log on to circusports.com. Oregon Ducks, total of eight and a half for the Oregon Ducks. Arguably the best game of week one is Oregon versus Georgia in week one line is 17 and a half for Georgia game. will be played in the Mercedes Benz stadium in Atlanta. 
any shot for Oregon to win that game. And they beat Ohio State last year. Was that last Ooh, year? Georgia? Or, or Oregon? No, Oregon. Um, in week oh. in the beginning, they beat uh, they lost. Yeah, they beat Ohio State on the road, thirty five twenty eight. In week two, what was the spread? Spread. I think was, it was twenty. It was big, right? It was. Um, let me see what that number was. That final score. That number was fourteen and a half. Double digit dogs went out right. It, it's possible, very highly unlikely. I don't think. I don't think Oregon's beating Georgia at all. Um, yeah, I, I know Georgia loses a game until the SEC championship game. Correct. Um, what's the juice on Oregon season wins? Um, it's minus one twenty, I believe, to the over. Over, right? Yeah. Let me just. I'll say check loss. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't look. I it's uh minus one thirty. Excuse me to the over. To the over. Eight and a half over minus one thirty. Mm. Okay. So lost to Georgia Eastern Washington week two. Somehow they'll get through that one and win. Yeah, somehow BYU at home. Oh, good game. Good game. Oh. Hmm. It's a day to that one. The seventeenth of September. Oregon's going to be overpriced in that game. You know that. Probably. Depends what BYU does. Because BYU has BYU Central Florida and against Baylor. BYU, no, they have Central Florida first. Um, and then Baylor. And then Baylor, then Oregon. They have a tough, BYU schedule is tough. That's a tough three-game stretch to open. Right. Oregon wins, but it's tight. At Washington State, week four. First road game, other than I guess Georgia's a road game. It's neutral, but it's what do I have? Two wins. Uh yeah, we're both like two and one. And BYU, two. And one. It's two. Uh, Washington State at Washington State. Mm-hmm. Win. Yeah, they stink. Stanford at home. Always a war. Always a war. Uh, date of that game? First of October. Chris doesn't have it up as a number. I left my Westgate sheets over there. Um, I'll say win. Four. At Arizona. Win. Great. So now they're five and one. Yep. Home for UCLA after a bye. I think I gave UCLA win here. When I did, when we did use, did we do UCLA? Yep. I think we, we did. I think, we I, think I gave him a win. I'm going to stick with it. I think I'm going to stick with five. Yeah. I think, I think we have to too, because five and two, I don't see them going to double digits. So I think I need this at Cal. When? At Colorado. When? Uh oh. Home for Washington. When? War. Uh oh. So we're at, we agree. I have we're eight. at eight. We're at Y. Home for Utah. Lose. <laughs> Civil War at Oregon State. Oregon, for Oregon ball State. Of wax for the season win total. The season win total. Oregon, Oregon State on the uh, road. Uh, Last year, Civil games. War. 
Last year they won 38-29 in the Civil War at home. At home, right. And then lost to Utah in the Pac-12 championship game 38-10. I'd say that I, I it's that's going to be tight. I would I would bet them to win it, I guess. Yeah, so I that's why it's over minus 130. Cuz nine's nine to the number. Right. They go 9 and 3. Utah, Oregon, Utah minus one was the opener at Oregon. The point wow. spread. So, at, I mean, there's a couple games here that are literal coin flips. That might be Utah's season, too. I mean, in terms of like getting the playoffs, getting the, they, they could be undefeated by the time they get to that game. Yeah. I mean, we already We already did their schedule, but like they play at Florida. They win that game in week one. They're at UCLA. Home for USC is their first big test. And then at Oregon is their other big test. If they're going to be a a championship caliber team. So they win all three of those games at Florida home for USC at Oregon. I mean, Utah is probably undefeated. They're probably 12 and 0. So did they go through that three, three game stretch undefeated? They could. They're separated by a ton. I mean, week one is Florida on the road. San Diego State, they play, you know, they play um Southern Utah in week two. And then Arizona State on the road, Oregon State at home, UCLA at UCLA, home for USC, at Washington State, home for Arizona, home for Stanford, and then at Oregon, the wow. end of year at the end of year at Colorado. So I mean, really, if they're gonna be what they are, which is right right now a top, you know, 12, top 15 team in the country. Right. I mean, they got three tough games. First game yeah. against you know, out of the gate against the Gators, which you can't stub your toe. You're going to go down there and win that game on the road against an SEC team. And then if they put up a big number and they win that game against the Gators, like by double digits, I mean, they'll be inside the top seven, most likely. And then at UCLA's could be tough, but USC is definitely going to be a big game at home though. And then at Oregon. So, I mean, if you want to talk about what betting Twitter is doing right now, they're all betting over Utah wins. Correct. So that's one of the darling plays at the moment but you can see why i mean you go through the utah schedule and you're like okay you can go through the oregon schedule same thing i mean we talk about highs and lows i mean if oregon wins all those tight games they could win 11 games i mean they could lose their first game against georgia and win the rest correct or or they lose to byu they lose to ucla they lose to washington and they lose to utah and they're eight and four. Numbers good because, I, I mean, but it, again, the process, we talk about it every day when we do this. This is such a good exercise for people that are trying to learn how to do these things or get their own numbers or, you know, and like I go around and I get the sheets and I mean, we have all the apps. You can see these games of the year. If you download the, you know, Westgate app, you can see the lines, you can download the, Circa app, you see the lines of the games they have. Um, even South Point, same thing. The bottom for Oregon is seven. I mean, at worst, they go seven, right? Like that's the worst case scenario. Their upside is undefeated. Yeah. Their the upside is 11. I mean, there's, there's a couple more numbers on the other side of eight and a half than there are below. I think their right. bottom bottom is seven. Mm. How about that? 
right? I mean, really, logistically, logistically talking it out, it could be eight. So you'd be in favor of having them be a bet the over? Yeah. This isn't a move the damn number situation. Um, Right. You know, for the T-shirts, but you might find a nine at minus one ten, though. Well, that's that's what I'm looking at right now. Let's take a quick look while we can. Because um, I, I mean, that's you don't want to lay the juice, and you don't mind the possibility of a push. I, I think the numbers, the correct numbers, nine. But just doing it like that, season wins. So Thank you can the apps that do it in alphabetical order, makes right? It much easier. Gosh. So I mean, you could. It's minus one forty at circa. It is. That's what I'm looking right now. Minus eight, eight and a half minus one forty. Yeah. So well, you can they, lay one forty. It's not the worst thing in the world. It gets you a win at nine. And right. They don't want. They clearly think the nine's the number, and they don't want to go to it. So well, a lot of times, the resistance to move is. You can take one more bet. Like they know. Right. Between, it's coming. Between Junkyard and, you know, Metcalf, Bennett. I mean, like you won't find minus 150. I don't, I would argue I could go look, but they're not going to put minus 150 on a total. They're just going to move the damn number because those guys know what they're doing. So 140 is the top. The next bet they get over Oregon, probably after somebody listens to the podcast and goes down there and, you know, hammers it because we told them to because that's what we do we move numbers and freight um is Peralt gone he's gone I'm not gone oh you were, oh no I thought you you looked like you were frozen sorry no I'm not gone I, I'm just I was just reading Zach the Hat sent me some breaking news in, involving the Browns I was just reading really oh why you're, why you're doing that so anything we need to know yeah Browns are bracing for the ruling to come down this week on on the NFL so they think they'll know this week from the appeal. So brace for a year suspension coming for Deshaun Watson. And then we're going to court and then it gets real nasty. So buckle up, (laughs) buckle up on that. Zach, the hat, our resident BVB legal expert. He Uh, he just, he just, he just doing our, he just does me a solid by getting me breaking news stuff a lot. So I appreciate it. So, cause we're on the air. So he's passing us some, some good stuff right out of the gate. Uh, okay. Time for the props.com story of the day. Mm-hmm. And we're going to jump in here with, uh, the Orioles and the blue Jays, our guy, Josh, who came in yesterday with the Braves run line coming back here. We have Barrios against Kremer. Minus one fifty money line plus plus one twenty five. Bet MGM has got that line. Dean Kremer, big jumps from where he was back last year with the 7.55 ERA. Now he's 3.43. But he's gotten hit a little hard recently. Blue Jays could be difficult for him to get out. Blue Jays are hot over the last 30 days. They're tied for fourth with, well, I, these are all really wonky stats, but their Woba is really high against right-handed or, or for against right-handed batters for this dude. He's going Orioles over team total three and a half on this. It's the high, high scoring game. Orioles are 33 and 21 at home and 22 and eight in their last 30 games, but they're 34 and 36 against righties 
in 29 and 35 against teams with a 500 record or better. Blue Jays are 50 and 37 against righties, but only 26 and 29 on the road in 29 and 38 against teams with at least a 500 record. High scoring game, not that bad. Over three and a half runs, team total Orioles at minus 125. Facing Barrios. Not the worst bet in the world. He's allowed at least three runs in 12 starts, including getting ripped for at least four runs seven times this year. Yeah. It was good last time out, right? Believe so. It was really good last time out. I talked to our friend Chris Abbott, two B's, two T's. Mm. Guy came on the show. I think he was at the game. He said it was like a two-hour and 20-minute game. Beautiful. Quick one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, you never know how teams going to come back from that like loss yesterday, extended you know, game with the rain delay and all that other yeah. crap. But I mean, the Orioles offense, man, it's, they hit. it's something to watch. They hit. It's like young kids, not household names, they put the ball in play. They don't even, it don't even, it's not home runs. It's, no. it's old school baseball. It's like put yep. the ball in play, hits up, hit the other way. Just really, uh, Really impressive. Yeah, that's not a bad bet. That's not a bad bet. And props, guys, that they've been hot, like you said. I yeah. mean, it's been the shit's been working. So, well, well, so that's Orioles team expect total. That one to blow up today on social media. <laughs> Orioles team total over three and a half. Speaking of being hot, our guy Darren with betprep.com and the prop bet of the day. 12 of 14, including 11 of 12 here on the show. He gave out two Smoking. yesterday. He gave out two yesterday. I only talked about one, but he gave out two yesterday that we had on at bet props on Instagram and TikTok that we ran with Mitch Keller to your Pittsburgh pirates. Who had a second baseman yesterday, lose his cell phone while he was going from second to third. Why is he on the field with the cell phone? Really embarrassing moment. Really embarrassing moment. I I couldn't even tweet it because they're my guys and they're my boys and, Bad move, business man. we're taking care of off the field trying to get something locked <laughs> up with this. I can't say, like, what are you guys doing with the phones on the field? You can't have the phones on the field. Tell the in kids when they get to the park now, oh. put your phone in your bag. Leave I it. I want you on the phone while we're in the dugout. Put your phone in your bag. If I see you on your phone, you're out of the game. Major League Field, Major League Field, and the, the funniest one was the third base umpire pointing down, going. Yo, <laughs> your phone, dude. Your phone, Get bro. your phone. And like, looking at him like a, like a disappointed father. And like, then, no, come you on, know who was dude. The disappointed father was the third base coach. Because right. he had to yeah. pick it up, and he went to hand it to him, and he was like, you know what he really? said to him? Is your fucking phone really out on this field? I'm not holding that. <laughs> I got to go back in and tell Skip, you had your phone on the field? Man, we're That's both bad. in trouble. Yeah, looks bad. Mitch Keller under four and a half Ks. Fandle's got the best line at the moment at minus 133. Wow. Keller has gone over this number two times in the last 10 after his team has a loss, 3.7 Ks per. One time in the last seven against a team with a bottom 10 defense, 3.3. Keller has not faced D-backs yet this year. D-backs over the last three games have averaged just 3.3 strikeouts per game. Over the last 30 days at home versus a right-handed pitcher, D-backs have a K rate of 13.4 in 359 at-bats. This is the lowest K rate over this period in all of Major League Baseball. D-backs do not strike out. 
right? How do you feel about Mitch Keller under four and a half Ks? How long is our boy lasting in this game? This is the problem. He could, this, he could go five, six innings and get us. I mean, this is this number's saying it's a short outing. Yeah. And the Diamondbacks don't strike out. I don't know. I'm not crazy about this one with the juice. This one has a shot to go over. Five could get us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, but, you know, Darren's rolling, man. He's hot. You like this? I don't like betting bad pitchers against bad teams. That's my concern with it is I don't know what exactly the D-backs might do. I mean, the Diamondbacks might get befuddled. And this guy's pitching into the seventh inning. (laughs) And so he's just like by just naturally facing. He's done it before. Yeah. So that's my worry with it. I need the D-backs to rock him and get him out of the game. Like Manoa might have gotten it yesterday, but Manoa was pulled because of the rain. So I got a little fortunate with the rain there. So if he'd stayed in, he was getting hit. And I'm just watching this game going like three. He was getting one inning. He got one in the third, one in the fourth, one in the fifth. (laughs) It was just like, get him out of the damn game. We got five. He didn't go over five and a half. So if you bet the late number, it was four and a half and he lost, but five and a half stayed under. So yeah, it's a little, it's a little scary. I'll, I'll give you that. It's, it's a little Chef scary. Benny just said plot twist. The phone buzzes in his pocket so they know what pitch it is taking the trash can to the next level. Didn't even think of that. Why would uh-huh. he have his phone in his pocket? It's illegal. Why would he have his phone in his pocket? Oh, that might be the new buzzer. Can't have your phone on a field. You can't have any electronic device on the field. But you can claim I was being a dumb idiot kid with the phone. Can't happen again, but could happen, but you could have it until it falls out. How many other pirate players are having phones on the on them? Would be my question. I mean they're 20 games under 500. <laughs> Maybe they need to get a new service. <laughs> I love oh, that team. Great. I love my guys, but I mean, like, <laughs> it's a fair, it's a fair question, you know. Uh, time Benny for putting that plot twist in there, right? Time for better to book it. Being brought to you by Caesar Sportsbooks. If you guys want to use the promo code JTP fifteen up to a fifteen hundred dollar risk free bet with that, celebrating the new new podcast for just the picks that you guys can get on your audio podcasts and video here on props.com as well. All right, full disclosure, I'm having fun today. Okay. Not going to sit here and stand on a table and tell you these bets are phenomenal. Okay. But I'm having some fun today. Okay. It's Wednesday. It's the summer dog days. Okay. Just get ready for this one. Bet the hat changes. I hope they bet the hat changes over today because it it went over. I'm almost out of hats, but three leg. Go ahead. Same game parlay. Marlins. Hold on. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) I told you. I told you. Three leg. Same game parlay. Same game parlay. Correct. First Marlins. PVP show history. Yes, this is the first one. I told you. I hit yesterday plus 177. So I'm coming back and pushing my luck. Marlins on the run line, plus one and a half against Syndergaard on oh. the road. Okay. Alcantara. Alcantara, six or more strikeouts. He struck out 12 Philly batters two weeks ago at Miami. Last time he faced the Phillies, K 12. Under seven runs is a plus 311 parlay. 
so correlated. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like any book that's paying any attention would never let you fucking do this. You're going to get thrown out wherever you're doing this. You're going to get thrown out. You're going to get fucking limited. <laughs> there's no way I'm getting thrown out for at the book that I'm playing this at. There's absolutely no way I'm getting. Thrown oh, good. Out. oh, good. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. That's there's even no better. Way I love no that. Way shit. Okay. The book I, they don't, the book I'm doing this at does, does not throw people out. That's, so. that's, that's, <laughs> but this perfect. number is at FanDuel. This is a FanDuel same game parlay. Right. I love it. How contra case would you six say or over? More. Over six, six yeah. Plus. Just six, six. Just six or more. Oh, yes. so we're getting over the, five and a half, essentially. The number is six and a half. The number was six and a half last night. Right. Juiced to the under. Correct. So we, we got, but six it's wins. Six, we're good. Six wins, yes. Six covers okay. it. We got the game under. Under seven, yep. Like four, that. three, a, 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 a three, two win for the Phillies. I win with six Ks. I win and it all. You get plus one and a half with the Marlins. Yep. It's minus just, two. It was minus two hundred last night. This violates every <laughs> every fucking rule in a book. Like if you sent this across, I'd be like, I'd be asking where you lived, <laughs> why you're doing what you're doing, because that's a beautiful parlor. Like that's <laughs> that's gonna win. Ooh, really? Yeah. If okay. if the game goes under. It's very mm -hmm. likely that the Marlins stay within a run and a half, mm -hmm. and it's very likely that Alcantara gets his case. This is mm -hmm. what you do with same game parlays. You go to work. Cool Modi had a song back in the day. I go to work. I just it's on my playlist. Cool Modi was one of my favorites of all time. For the OGs, you'll know. Back in the day, um, if your kids don't know, just Google Cool Modi. I mm -hmm. go to work. Look at the lyrics. You're going to work with this one. You're absolutely <laughs> going to work. This is this is good work by you for the first ever three leg. BVB same game three leg parlay. All the now, cool kids are doing it. Why not? Second. What? 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 <laughs> cool D. Okay. I was like, where is that coming from? It's that. Did you somebody grab my phone? Sparrow play and stuff in the background with his hey. mic open. I don't know if that's even on the air. We hear it. I don't know if that even went over the air or not. But oh. it, was in, it was in our head. So oh. not just dancing. There was a music song being played in our head in case you didn't hear it. No, it was, it, it was on air. It was on air. So. Okay, good. All right, good. I got you back, uh, Sheriff Payne. I got you back. All right. So now I'm I, that's a half a unit play. I'm taking the other half a unit, same game. But now I'm going to jack it up. Marlins money line over 6Ks for Sandy. Is plus one seventy three. Marlins gonna win the game. Sandy goes plus six or more. Trying to you're just trying to kill them all on one shot. Well, if they if, 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 if my goal is a three two win by the Marlins with Sandy going to six Ks and I sweep the board, the board. And, <laughs> and I hit them all, take them all. That's that's the that's the goal that's here. The move right there. Yeah. So Phillies now, win. Phillies win by two runs. I lose them all. I lose you're, the, you're, the, the full unit. Kills everything. But I'm fine with it. So this is plus 173. What was the three-legger? Plus 311. Wow. So you're risking basically one unit Correct. to pick up almost five. Mm -hmm. And I can lose. Move. In the first one, I can lose. I can lose the game. I can lose the game and still, and still, and still hit. Correct. Okay. This one, this one, I can get the Marlins to win it. 
man, this is crazy. You're really correlating some shit. This is good. <laughs> this is good. You're paying attention. It's good to see. Mm. Don't be surprised to see gambling Twitter be all over this Marlins team today. <laughs> mm. We'll see. How can Alcantara be a dog today? That's true. Well, that's yeah. That's the question, right? I should be pick him anyway. Well, Syndergaard was good at home with the Angels. There's no data on him to this be good with the Phillies. Start right. Phillies. We don't know what he's going to do with the Phillies at home. Nobody on the road, knows. he sucks. On the road, out outside of Anaheim, Syndergaard sucked. He was bad. That's why I left the total off of this on this one. Because I was concerned that he could get lit. I mean, the Marlins have scored three or less runs, I believe, in 13 straight games. So the other, our, our friends at Daily Wager at ESPN have been on this for the last week and a half, hammering Marlins team total unders. They've been yes. all every day. Marlins yes. team total under, under, under. Yes. So like, but what if Syndergaard gets killed? And this is the day that the Marlins actually break out of it. And the Marlins score six runs themselves here against Syndergaard because he's been garbage on the road. I was like, well, at least let me try to cover the half unit on the other side. If it does go over Marlins win, Sandy gets his six K's. Well, then we got the plus plus one seventy three, and you know, we're up a little. Come out it of makes the sense. W. Okay. Uh, and then the last pick is over 11 runs. Cardinals Rockies. Kyle Friedland day is turned into an over Rockies scored 16 runs yesterday. Cardinals Damn. might score 16 runs today. Damn. Number has spiked to 12, I was told, this morning. It is 12 over minus 120. Okay. I got minus 110, 11 last night. So the move has come in on the over. Yesterday, the move was uh, on a total was the Red Sox game with the Braves. Mm. I think it was insane how high that went was. And then I watched the game and was like, oh, man, somebody knew something. Like it just I think there were, like eight, just there were like, 18 extra bait hits in that game. And it was only nine, seven. It should have been like, it should have been like 15, 15. Should, I, mean, it was really I, cool. I was going to say it should have been double digit, double digit. Like that's, yeah. it should have been 10, 10 something more felt like I was yeah. watching it. Neither team like, could get an out. It was ridiculous. No, no, that'll be the way this game goes today. Right. It'll, th- this should go over this, th- this, this looks like it's going to go over. I'd say yes. Bet that eight, six, nine, seven type of type of game. 16, yeah. 16 runs on this. So yeah. Okay, cool. Favorite thing about today is what? How much time do we have to get till get rid of uh, sports grid, Matt? Uh, we're good. We're at like one thirty-seven. So we're good. oh, perfect. Let's yep. look here first. So do favorite thing about today. We'll wrap. Be done. Yeah. Okay. Um. Best thing about today is uh, I got my car back. <laughs> we're back. I look got out. The bill. Oh, zero, right? I had a copay. A hundred bucks. Easiest. The bottom of, of the bill said sixty nine seventeen. Six thousand nine hundred seventeen dollars okay. is what it would have cost had I not somehow miraculously said yes when that guy said I'm gonna put this warranty on there for you. Trust me, you're gonna need it. Usually I don't say yes. Right. But that so far the best thing about today. And the second thing was the trip to the dentist to see April, my friend who takes care of me, cleans my teeth. We get to compare notes about daughters because I coached her daughter in softball. And now her daughter's going away to college on Friday. They're wow. leaving to go to their her sophomore year. She's as old as Kylie, my oldest. 
So they played together and then went separate ways on different teams and all this stuff. But I got to share a picture of her, uh, a picture of me and Kendall on our first day of school. And we relived the story of we were on the road mm. when Jessica told the softball people family that we were pregnant with Kendall. Wow. And she's like, I remember when you told us, remember that night you were like doing stand up comedy because you were having a kid and you couldn't mm. believe you were having a kid. And now she's in third grade. And I said, yeah, first day of school was on Monday. And so it all came full circle and mm. it was a quick visit. Knock on wood, everything went good. But the best thing about today, again, is just another story of, you know, I saw your picture with Maddie first day of school and I, I, it reminded me, you know, she asked how the girls were. And I said, look, she's eight first day of school brings back a whole bunch of memories, man. It's just, it's, it, it's, it's, Very it's cool. life. That's the yeah. best thing about today. Life. So I have two based upon first day of schools. Um, one, obviously Madeline starting school today is really cool. So she'll be home today at three 30. So I got a chance to see and get how the first day went. And it's always, you know, kids are always jumping up and down, excited <laughs> to get going. And now you got to go, Hey, by the way, you have homework. Like you haven't had homework in three months. Will she have homework today? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I doubt no. it, but maybe I'll bet. I mean, no, I'll bet. No, but I mean, maybe, I mean, at some point you're going to get into the swing of things. and It's going to be, you know, let's get into that routine of like, you if you're the home. teacher, do you give them homework on the first day of school? Hell yeah, I do. Let's go. You Hell, prick. I give, I, I give my kids first day of school at UNLV. Professor yeah. P gives homework on the first yeah. day of school. It, it's, it's easy homework, but I give them homework. Oh yeah. They got to come back. No, it's easy. I, I make them come back with what they want to work on and what they're weak at and how they're, they, I make them self-evaluate themselves going into the class. Oh, and then we okay. come back after, and then we come back afterwards and reassess what they did. How they, how did they, their progress? Did they you accomplish hit them the with that on the first day? Hell yeah. We go, we hit the ground running. <laughs> we, we, we go in media. No one waits for, no one waits for you to get your feet wet in media. Here's a mic. Here's your press pass. Get in the field. Go. That's what we do. April's daughter, McKenna, who uh, I, I coached. That's bizarre that that McKenna is the, is the second part of mine. That's crazy. She wants to get into media. Let's go. And I told her at the beginning of the summer when she came home, listen to the show, watch the show, watch us on YouTube and you'll yes. see what we do. And I've Come helped my her, class one day. I've wants. helped her get a mic. I've helped her, you know, yeah, nice. get, get the platform. She wants to do a podcast. And it's crazy because it's it's so her name's McKenna. McKenna, if you're watching the show, told your mother, text me before you leave on Friday. We'll do a show together. We'll get you set up. You got Professor Peralt right here. Let's can go. help you with stuff too and learn, teach you all this stuff. Do what he says. Hit the ground running. So McKenna is Doug Franz of Props Arizona's daughter's name. Mm. And McKenna is moving in this week. To Arizona State. Uh, McKenna, when I met her, was very young. I believe she was two, maybe three. Can't remember exactly how old she was, but I got there about a year after Doug's or when, when well, Bill Donovan, who we've talked to before about before from Huntsville, <laughs> paid. McKenna was born. She was one pound when she was born. <gasps> she could, um, Doug's how, ring. How Doug's, early was she born? extremely she's a miracle baby she should not, should not oh be alive god your wedding ring on your finger could slip around her waist when she was born that's how that's how small she was wow so she needed a surgery 
Bill D paid for an ambulance ride to go from Huntsville back up home to Ohio so they could go and Doug and his wife, Jennifer were able to go and all three of them were able to drive with mechanic, which couldn't fly. So they had to drive her from Huntsville to Ohio to go to a specialist to go and get a special surgery up there for bringing a premium. This is their oldest daughter. Yeah. And First McKenna. St- yeah. Continue, and McKenna sir. and McKenna starts Arizona state this week. Doug sent me a text and just said, McKenna starts Arizona State this week. And he said, he wrote something to me because I said, Madeline starts third grade tomorrow. And he said, you know, everyone says time flies. But in truth, if you put your kids first, everything falls into place. So true, man. And I was like, that's a really damn good statement, Doug. I'm just not bless. <laughs> like, that's God a really, bless. Really good, good, good story. So McKenna is going to college. Madeline's going to third grade. Your McKenna wants to go into the media. It's just, it's interesting the way that kids, obviously we all put our kids first and we all think about our kids first and foremost. Every day. They're the ones that get it. You know, that's our why is what we do all this stuff. So uh, it's, it's pretty cool. So I just thought it was neat. The, 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 the connection there that with, with Doug and, 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 and having his daughter go to school and like my mind's going to third grade, his oldest is going to college. And I met her when she was, you know, I, I think she was three when I met her for the first time. So just shows you kind of how old I'm getting, <laughs> how, the, how the world works. At the don't moment. stop moving. Time never stops. It doesn't. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. If someone figures it out, tell me, because I'll be the first one in line to press that pause button. 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Time out. Wait, can I get a breath, please? Stop. Full time Folks, out. do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button if you've not done so either on YouTube or the audio. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well for Spotify or on Spotify as well. Sports Grid, you're saying goodbye at the same time. We're all saying goodbye all the time. Bam. Tomorrow, after the Pat McAfee show, the replay, everybody else will talk to you tomorrow for BVB.